It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. This is Mike. And Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture, and sometimes that food is liquid, you know, like coffee, like cappuccino and stuff, you know. Thank you for doing my show last week. Randy, really appreciate that. I'm back from Omaha, rested, tanned, well, not tanned, and and refreshed. Speaking of refreshment, there's an event going on in Detroit that you should know about. And I'm going to take a moment, first of all, to... Uh, do I hear... I think I hear some interesting sounds here in the far distance. I'm not sure if you can pick them up yet, but I'm starting to think that... Uh, yeah, I'm starting to hear something here. What's that noise? What's that? This appears to be a coffee grinding rhythm. This is a coffee grinding rhythm. And would you know, this is from a CD called Bedouins of the Middle East. This is a coffee grinding rhythm produced by a wooden mortar and pestle, ending with, this this is a six minute cut. We're not gonna play the whole cut, but as the coffee is pounded, the carved wooden mortar and the up and down movement of the pestle produces the lower notes and its sideways movement against the rim produces the higher and ornamental beats. The main rhythmic line is repeated throughout grinding in a 2-4 meter and comes alive through variations and occasional hesitations and pauses. This was reported in 1955. Yes, I think these folks from the Middle East, Bedouins of the Middle East, knew about Ann Arbor's obsession with coffee and Detroit's obsession with coffee. And at this very moment, we're in the midst in Detroit of a barista event. And we're going to hear from Heidi Magadami, who is barista, also a WCBN DJ, and many more things. But what is a barista? A barista is from the Italian word for bartender, actually. It's a person who usually, well, it's usually a coffeehouse employee. They prepare and serve espresso-based coffee drinks. But the word barista is of Italian origin, and in Italian, a barista is a male or female bartender who typically works behind a counter serving both hot drinks such as espresso and cold alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. So barista, the word barista, has evolved. And we're going to have a chat here with Heidi in just a moment. I spoke to her not long ago about the event that's happening right now in Detroit. started earlier this afternoon and continues until 8 Let's hear what Heidi has to say about that. Well, it is called the Motown Throwdown. It is an annual event, uh, usually in, in just various places. This time it's at the New Center Park in Detroit. And uh, it's a signature latte competition. And it's where baristas concoct some sort of uh, signature drink, such as... Um, well, I, I work at Mighty Good Coffee, and uh, we have a brown sugar sea salt latte. That's one of our signature drinks at the shop. I'm going to slow down. Brown sugar sea salt latte. Yes. I'm just going Sorry, through all Sorry, I say this. it super fast. That's okay. <laughs> if, you, if you've been drinking several of those, you you probably might say it super fast. <laughs> yes, yep. exactly. But that's a lot of brown sugar and sea salt and a latte. So, yes. Right. Um, so something like that, but each barista can do their own thing. Um 
for example, one, one idea I had that actually failed was a red bean <laughs> latte that I was trying to Ooh. make. Yeah. Um, something, something weird or, or not weird, just something delicious. Um, there's points for presentation as well. There's, there's, uh, I think it works that there are three judges for, um, uh, for taste and presentation, then one just for, uh, just for taste. Okay. And, hmm. um, so taste is a bigger deal than presentation, but presentation is important. Yes, exactly. And uh, there's also, I think each barista gets about 10 minutes to um, make their drink and also present it and tell the story behind the drink if there is one. Story behind the drink. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, for example, uh, the one that I'm going to make is, because I'm also competing, uh, is pistachio and honey. Mm, that sounds good yeah i'm really really excited about it (laughs) um and i kind of was i was thinking about baklava because my sister used to live in istanbul and she took me to this really really nice baklava place when we were in istanbul and um and i also really love turkish coffee so i kind of wanted to combine that i don't know that idea of like sitting in that uh that cafe in istanbul with my sister sort of thing so that kind of story behind a drink that's a nice story yeah Pistachio and honey is in baklava, and so you can get into uh, a cup. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. With espresso, um, and it doesn't have to have milk. Um, it just has to be some sort of espresso-based drink for the competition. So the way it works is from five to eight. There are actually a couple of things going on. There's actually a cupping. It's the event starts with a cupping event from four to five p.m. Right. Gives people a chance to sample different kinds of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, cupping is like a very specific way of um, a very specific way of tasting the coffee and smelling it. And you you like brew it for a while, and then you just smell it, and then you like um, stir it, and then you smell it again, basically, and then you skim off the grounds, and then you taste it with a big slurp. Mm. Yeah, slurping is important then. Yeah, it aerates the coffee, and so you can you can also like. Um, get the vapors in your mouth so that your um, all your senses are working together to taste it. Sounds like I need to do a separate show about slurping. Possibly. Because um, <laughs> what was it? I had some of my friends, uh, good friends, uh, Amy and Carol on for my Chinese New Year show. And slurping is a part of eating noodles properly, I believe. Oh, really? So... Oh, cool. I don't know if it's about aerating the noodles or not, but uh, it's slurping, so... <laughs> I heard that in like some other culture also that like if you're not slurping your soup... Um, then like it's considered very rude because you're not enjoying it, so you have oh. to slurp it loudly. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know where that is. I think we need to get more slurping going on. <laughs> slurping activism in the restaurants of Ann Arbor, I think, is necessary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a cupping event. So people who are just coming in to an event like that will learn about professionally analyzing the copy, coffee, as you just described it. Exactly. And there's also going to be local DJs playing music at this event. Uh, yes, WCBN DJs actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that will be it'll it'll be really really fun. I'm I'm really excited. And uh, also, I think there's also a Meet the Roasters event because mm. there's there's various like Michigan roasters that are going to be there. Um, so then anybody can just ask them questions and talk about coffee. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 
a show about food and culture and coffee, all of which start with C, except for food. Yes, so it's about 20 before 7. Arwolf will help us to face the music at 7. Also, as you just heard before the show, WCBN has a special event at Encore Records on Liberty Street, 417 East Liberty, at 7 p.m., featuring Ian Sphenovius, who founded, who, who actually is reading from... Hold on. Music and voices while creating coffee grounds from Bedouins of the Middle East. So Ian Sphenonius will read from his new book, Supernatural Strategies. There will also be music from Calvin Johnson of the group Beat Happening, etc., all at Encore Recordings at 7 p.m. this evening. So what we're talking about, we talked about just a moment with Heidi, the barista. Heidi, the barista, is that at this very moment, there's an event in Detroit called the Motown Throwdown, a cappuccino signature espresso drink event. It's happening now, ends at 8, if you happen to be heading to Detroit. It's at 7108 2nd Avenue in the Conservatory at New Center Park in Detroit. Competition is the single espresso drink, which must contain at least one single shot of espresso. No alcoholic ingredients are permitted. A three-judge panel evaluates all drinks to determine the winner. And there are prizes. Not just the satisfaction of creating art, but prizes of money-oriented things. This is all at the Motown Throwdown in Detroit. Now, we talked a little bit about slurping. There's a blog called Culture and Food with an article called To Slurp or Not to Slurp, which is very important, I think, for pretty much all of our lives. Now, it says here, every culture has specific ways of showing appreciation of the meal. In Saudi Arabia, diners burp after eating to compliment the cook. In Hong Kong and Japan, loudly slurping your noodles demonstrates your enjoyment of the food. Literally, it's so delicious you cannot even wait until it cools off. That's why slurping is important. Do that now. Slurp now. All over town. All over every restaurant in Ann Arbor. If you're not slurping, do it now. Now, we're going to go to the rest of the chat I had with Heidi about this event called Motown Throwdown happening now in Detroit. A lot of levels. So we're talking about two different things. We've already talked about talked about flavor, basically, mm-hmm. and presentation. How does presentation work? Um, well, presentation, um, I'm, I'm sure it probably means different things to different people. But for me, when I think of presentation, I think of that you not only are presenting a beautiful cup of something, there's probably some latte art in it, or at least it looks very clean. Um, possibly you have some sort of accent uh, associated with whatever ingredients, um, but also just the way you are actually making it is is very clean and presentable. You're not sloshing around. You're not grabbing for things and making a mess or whatever. It's just hmm. clean. Sounds kind of ritualistic in, in an interesting kind of way. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, so the preparing of the the coffee is is a part of the coffee <laughs> in a way right yeah mm-hmm. that's cool and so we have a bunch different layers of things going on here speaking of different layers of flavors we have uh, green importers royal new york or royal ny perhaps uh vornas coffee and hacienda la minita they'll be roasted and presented by espresso elevado coffee express company and mighty good coffee so layer upon layer really yeah yeah um I'm really excited to try all of the different coffees from the roasters. Um, 
and uh, it's it's nice that there will be, uh, I don't know, a, uh, how do I say this, like a connection to the sources of the coffee, since it's since it's like we're getting it from green coffee um, places, uh, because uh, at least with coffee you you take uh, the green beans from uh, wherever the source is, like Colombia, Colombia, Brazil, etc. Um, so it'll be nice to have, like you said, multiple layers. Yeah. So by the time you're hearing this, as I mentioned earlier on the show, um, well, the event ends at 8 p.m. If you're heading to Detroit at this very moment, you may have a chance to go there. Where is that located again? That's at the New Park, uh, or the New Center Park in Detroit. Um, the actual address is 7108 2nd Avenue. It's in the conservatory at the corner of 2nd Avenue and the West Grand Boulevard. And is there a website where people can find out more about that? Yes, it's motownthrowdown.wordpress.com. And it's free for the public. Very good. Thank you, Heidi, for that. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We have songs of coffee and cappuccino for you, so sit comfortably, unless you're heading to the Motown Throwdown, or there's too much going on. I'm telling you, the WCBN event at Encore Records tonight at 7. In the meantime, I have double duty here. I'm not going to be creating a signature cappuccino, but I will be attempting to use both hands to prevent a couple of four-letter words from going out over the air for the following musical selection. Let me make sure I have my notes here. I'm serious. I saw the light, I awakened, it was a dream Man, oh man, you should have heard me 
It's creamy and smooth and it goes down light. They charge you three dollars, your ax isn't worth it. But when you start drinking, be working. I'm hooked while I was, cause yo, it's the best. But if every time I drink, I voyage through death, I'll leave it alone and just stick to tea. Cappuccino is fly, but too fly for me. Why or oh, why did I need cappuccino? Cappuccino. Why or oh, why did I need cappuccino? Cappuccino. Why or oh, why? Why or oh, why? Why or oh, why did I need cappuccino? How'd I do? I think I get points for bleeping those two words, don't you think? I think if I could convert the skill of bleeping those two words into cappuccino making, I could mix a metaphor like you would not believe. Sorry, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. That was MC Light. She's so awesome. That was called cappuccino. Yeah. I've got a couple of events going on in Ann Arbor to let you know. Well, things. There, there's, I've got a couple of Ann Arbor things for you related to food. So here's the thing. Tomorrow is National Bike to Work Day. And tomorrow, food gatherers staff will bike to work wearing costumes like carrots. Carrot costumes, because why wouldn't you wear a carrot costume? Food gatherers, you see, is the Food Rescue and Food Bank Program serving Washtenaw County, distributing more than five and a half million pounds of food each year, So the staff members will dress as carrots in tribute to Food Gatherer's carrot logo. Tribute to a logo. I like that. Starting at the Ann Arbor YMCA tomorrow morning at 7 and ending at 8 a.m. at the Food Gatherer's Warehouse, which has the wonderful address of One Carrot Way. That is, in fact, the address. They're drawing attention to the organization's 24th annual fundraiser, Grillin' for Food Gatherers. They call it the 24-carat year of the Grillin' event. I love it. So Grillin' is a community picnic and celebration that will take place on Sunday, June 9th at the Washtenaw Farm Council grounds. I don't think they mean coffee grounds. More information on the event is at foodgatherers.org slash grillin'. If you're lucky, you'll see people in carrot costumes biking around Ann Arbor tomorrow. Don't miss. Speaking of biking and eating, there's an event this Monday I want you to know about at the Ann Arbor District Library at the Mallet Creek location. I believe it's plural, Mallets. There are many Mallets. It's on Eisenhower Parkway, east of Stone School Road. This summer, Go Ice Cream will start a new mobile business biking adventure in and around Ypsilanti. The library will host the proprietor, Rob Hess, on Monday. You can learn about him, the library says, and his adventurous variety of local handmade exotic and unusual ice creams. Learn how to make your own fruit popsicles, and you could start your own all-natural popsicle stand and become a frozen dessert mogul, too. That's this Monday at 7 p.m. at the Mallets Creek. Blah, blah. This is where the sentence flies out the window. Come back at the Mallets Creek branch of the Ann Arbor District Library on Monday. Now, we were talking a little bit ago about the article about etiquette. We were talking about slurping. This article on etiquette is from a blog with the wonderful name of... I don't have it with me. So let me tell you about this. 
Members of cultures that eat with their hands or chopsticks have to follow specific rules of etiquette. But since you only have two hands or one set of chopsticks, the chances of using the wrong utensil are relatively small compared to the vast potential for embarrassment given the dozen different implements wielded by Americans at a formal dinner. We have no qualms about laying out knives for fish, fruit, salad, or steak. But in Asian countries, knives still carry an association with violence and are rarely set on the table. Even in Europe, the manners connected with knives differ greatly from our own. And the article talks about um, an individual who describes something called hutha or jutha, double dipping your bread into a communal dish of food. It's never done in Indian culture. Also in Indian culture, you are expected to clean your plate. Grain is so important in India that not one grain should be left. This brings up an interesting contradiction. In China, Japan, and India, finishing every last grain of rice you are served is proof that you enjoyed the meal. While in Cambodia, Jordan, Egypt, and the Philippines, it is more polite to leave a little food on your plate. Why? Because an empty plate could insult your hosts, implying that they did not serve you enough. This is very... This is very important to know. Arbolf will remember that Arbolf is getting ready to help us face the music at 7 o'clock on WCBN. And I believe he just made a noise, so that's I'm even more prepared now. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about etiquette. And this is a, a German, a bit of German etiquette here. Rudy Robb grew up in Germany, moved to California 35 years ago after marrying an American woman when he was 20. He still remembers an embarrassing moment at his first restaurant meal in California with his new mother-in-law. Everyone ordered hamburgers, as is the custom in Germany. When the food arrived, Rob picked up his fork and knife and began cutting the big bun and juicy burger into bite-sized pieces. His mother-in-law was amused, and Rudy explained that in Germany, you never take any food in your hands. It's always eaten with a knife and fork. On the flip side, Rob advises travelers to Germany, never use your knife to cut the boiled potatoes that are commonly served. It's insulting to the hostess, like saying that they are not tender enough to eat. Use the side of your fork instead. This is important to know. But again, I'm still pushing for slurping events around Ann Arbor. I'd like to start that right now, slurping activism. In the meantime, oh my God, the office folks are out of coffee. There's no coffee! I can take my coffee break, my coffee break, my coffee break. If I can take my coffee break, something within me dies. I know something within me dies. If I can't make three daily trips where shining shrine benignly drips, and taste cardboard between my lips something within me dies
chocolate. Like she said, if I can take my coffee break, my coffee break, my coffee break, if I can take my coffee break, gone is the sense of enterprise. Don't metabolize something within me. Ah, I'm okay. I'm fine. But I've been reading a bit. This is Mike. Did I mention from a blog called Culture and Food? That's what I was trying to get there. An article called To Slurp or Not to Slurp. A final note, in the Indian, Pakistani, Arab, and African cultures that shun silverware, eating with your hands doesn't mean that anything goes. Before the meal, the hands must be washed, wiped, or even rubbed with sand, as Arabs in the desert do. But the foremost rule is that only the right hand may be employed for eating. Using the left hand is actually considered kind of gross because in some cultures the left hand is used for things that you need to do in the bathroom. So, right hand only. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you for sharing a sip with me and slurping too. There will be slurping events all over town. I just made that up. Our will help us to face the music in just a moment. But first, Otis Redding, coffee and, well, also cigarettes, would you believe? Yes, indeed. It's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Feel my heart. 
choked up, Mike. That was beautiful. It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Time for Face the Music, and we're continuing with the weekly celebration of the Fats Waller legacy. Thomas Waller, born 1904, died in 1943. Uh, during that short lifespan, recorded literally more than 600 sides. Um, as soloist, accompanist, Sideman and leader. Almost a bewildering body of work to look at, but fun to listen to, and I've gone through and made a lot of uh, selections. I've been studying this guy since I was a kid. So I hope you like the choices I've been making and will make tonight and will continue to make for as long as I feel like doing this. We're still in the 1920s with Fats Waller. The next three selections you're going to hear were recorded in 1927 by Thomas Morris's Hot Babies. Uh, Fats was billed as Thomas Waller with Morris's Hot Babies. Thomas Morris is the cornet player. You will hear a guitarist by the name of Bobby Leakin. He's an amazing guitarist. And Fats Waller is playing both the piano and the pipe organ. So there is a certain amount.